0: Do you have a dog? Yeah, I can't remember you. I can't remember
1: you having a dog. Yeah, we have you, two dogs. I you had you cats. Bent the wiener dogs. Oh, I did. Now I remember.
2: Yeah, I forgot you had dogs. Yeah, we had two wiener dogs and two cats. I don't know what Braxton's barking at, but oh. we have like so many dogs in this neighborhood. Like they just all talk to each other. Really? Like, you're like hey, I'm gonna pee over there later. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I wonder if, like, 101 Dalmatians and how the dogs, like, like spoke to each other, if that's, like, a real thing. Hey, guys. This is uh, Alex Sturgeon with the uh, Hobby Town Hobby Plex, And uh, with me, as always, is my good buddy.
2: Will Brinton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good buddy, Will Brinton. Good
1: buddy, Will Brinton. And uh, we're here to bring you the Hobbytown Town uh, Hobby Flex Show podcast that we do uh, almost every Monday. Uh, you get the raw version tonight, and then every Friday on your favorite podcasting app, you get, uh, you get the edited version, which is sometimes funnier because of all the stuff that Richard inserts into the program. Yeah. Of course, it's always brought to you by Pivot Lending, pivotlending.com. And uh, you can talk to Don Zoller, or uh, if you have, if you can, you can find Aiden Olson's dad. And uh, you can get $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate. And you'll be happy to know that Gretchen Sturgeon has uh, taken the initiative and gotten a hold of Don Zoller to discuss possibly refinancing our house through pivot lending. So we'll see if it's worth it for us, I guess. That'd be cool. My wife likes to do stuff like that, like save us money or, or change our phones or anything like that. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you got a new phone there?
1: I do. I got a new phone. The camera's amazing. It makes really good YouTube videos now. I mean, it did before, but this is even better. It's an S21 or something like that? I don't know. Gretchen just handed it to me. She says, here. Like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Super Chat. We got a Super Chat right off the bat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Jason Haley wants to know, how do I measure camera gain on the bench? I want to change roll center and maintain the camera gain.
2: You could, like, push it down and measure it and then raise it to the right height and then measure it. Or go side to side. I've never done that.
1: I guess I never thought about doing that.
2: Yeah, I've never done that.
1: Because camber gain, it all depends on where the, the tie rod mount is on the hub, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that can change how far the angle is as you lean over.
2: Yeah. So it's more of a feeling on the track thing.
1: Yeah. Am I right in thinking that if, it, if the tie rod is longer and pushed farther out on the hub, the car tends to stay flatter? And if it's brought inward and is inward on the hub, the tar, the car tends to roll a little bit more.
2: Yeah. That's my understanding. Um, I know like the longer I run a, a tie rod, my car feels lazier. So that would make sense.
1: But, uh, I don't know. Uh, maintain the camber gain.
2: Uh, (laughs) yeah, I've never done that. So I, I don't know, but you could, you'd like push your car over like, like lean it so far and then measure it and I mean you can see how much it has and, and you
1: that. could use a camber gauge right you just use a camber gauge
2: yeah yeah that's what I mean
1: I think both of us are like thinking maybe why worry about camber gain yeah is, is that kind of where I'm getting the vibe at? it's
2: more of like like things like that I feel like are more like feeling on the track yeah like when I just like roll centers and camber length length and it's all just to make my car feel different like I, I don't go at it like I need this much camber gain so I need to do this or I need to measure that and it's more of just like what you like
1: yeah no, I can see that I'm trying to find that flyer again testing 10am qualifying 1pm fast 16 cash race 3pm grudge racing 4pm grudge racing that's on Friday September 10th
2: Every race is a grudge match, and you and I are racing.
1: No kidding. Uh, Saturday, September 11th, gates open 8 a.m., timed run. Time run, 9 a.m., eliminations, 11 a.m.
2: So who's, who's putting the event on? Um,
1: I don't know. It just says Heartland. You think
2: Charlie will be there? Heartland Motorsports Park. I don't know. You, get, you know Charlie's going to be there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know you never know about these things if they're going to get the like national coverage or not, you know, because, mm-hmm. uh, Matt was at Matt was there doing the mod coverage again. Yeah. He had the live stream going all day. So what was day was cool. that Saturday? That was, uh, that was Saturday night. Yeah. Cause I got, I got home Saturday, Saturday night, night after the crash in and I was able to watch it. So that was pretty fun. I love yeah. Facebook live cause you can just, you just interact with them just like you're there. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Like you can interact with somebody that's halfway around the world and it's almost insensate. The yeah. times we live in, you know, I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking the, the Topeka thing made me think about too, is, uh, we could drive by where I used to live.
2: We did that one time.
1: Oh, we did, didn't we? When we went to uh, Dallas, Kansas, yeah. Dallas,
2: Dallas, Texas. Yeah.
1: That's right. We, I've took, seen it. we took the long way. You know, it's not even there anymore. Like oh it's, really? It's just a concrete pad. It, they tore oh. it all down. It's all everything's oh. overgrown. All the all the barns and stuff are overgrown. Everything. That's cool. Yeah.
2: So so what you're saying is there's really no reason to go look at it.
1: No, there's not.
2: There isn't. <laughs> we go, there isn't. I always
1: wanted to like stop in town. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, when before my parents divorced, uh, they made one last ditch effort, and they took me to Valley Falls, Kansas. Uh, My sister and I, my dad got a job in Topeka. He always wanted to live on a farm or something like that for some reason. My mom's a city girl. Uh, We were both born, you know, midtown Omaha. So it was kind of a culture shock for sure. And uh, that's actually where I got fat. I pretty much blame my entire physique on that experience because.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: There was literally nothing to do there. Like uh, all I did was drink Mountain Double Dew? No, no. I drank um, Welch's grape soda and watched the coverage of Desert Storm for like six months. Hmm. That's all I did. Because going out to the forest, we had eighty acres behind us, but half of it was farmland. But either way, like going out to that got old after a while, so I just was like, eh, to do that?
2: So you I go I, see the tree.
1: Yeah, I think I, I when I left when we left Omaha, I think I weighed like I was so sixth grade. I think I weighed like a hundred maybe fifteen pounds. Yeah. And when I came back in August the following year, I think I weighed like 160 something pounds. Wow. Yeah. Or it could have been the trauma uh, that my parents inflicted on me uh, from that whole uh, situation, too. You never know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> could be.
1: Ah, anyways, without getting too dark, I miss my mom. Yeah. I'd, I'm sure, big time. Like being able to discuss stuff with her on mm-hmm. an adult, mature level, so she could use yeah. her a psychology degree properly on me. I do miss that. So we had a pretty big weekend again. Um, the month of February was just brutal on me yeah. personally. Like at the like we had the the big track build and the big JC races started off, and then we had you know uh, a pretty nice club race in there. So it was. It was Kind of nice to have that Monday off and just be able to chill. But then you got to get right back to it. And then this week, of course, we had um, the carpet crash in. You know, luckily, I had some help Thursday to get the track put up. Jackson Anderson really helped out a lot. Um, We -hmm. probably moved, after I got the layout put down, we probably moved the jumps like three or four times to get it to feel just right. And then uh, then left it. And then I came back actually Saturday morning at like 7.00 to tape everything down and kind of I had to put up a net cause I put jumps on the backside on the, where the straightaway usually is. Yeah. So to keep cars from going over, I had to put a net up near my TV, but I left the first jump alone cause I thought it was low enough. Mm-hmm. No, nope, not low enough at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Many cars went over the, uh, over the edge there. One of them, I think David Peavler actually landed in the trash can the first time, he, <laughs> the first time he hit that jump, he, 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 he jumped over it and if, and it went right in the trash can is pretty funny.
2: Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. But, but it's then, still funny to yeah, talk about. It's still funny.
1: I put up, I uh, ended up putting some wood up and uh, that, that kept that happening on, uh, on main day. So that was really good. But we had a hundred and, I think it was 112 entries all together, which is pretty par for the course for that thing now. I think last year we had 100 and something. Um, the year before that, I think we only had like 80. So it, it's been, yeah. it's been pretty good. We had a lot of guys come from uh, as far away as Wisconsin and Minnesota for this one. Yeah, I saw Uh, some Minnesota guys, (laughs) some Minnesota guys showed up Thursday and they looked very, they looked very confused because they were like, where's the track? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I haven't put it up yet. And so they just, they got their, (laughs) they got their pits all set up. And then, and then, uh, then, uh, you know, when I started putting the track up, it, it was like, oh, okay. So that was pretty funny. But that was a good time. Yeah. So I bet. What else happened this weekend? Was there anything else? Before we get moving on to the results real fast, and then we'll start taking questions. There's a lot of questions tonight.
2: I had to work on Saturday. Well, I was supposed to work. I got there at seven at work and then the customer didn't show up. Oh. Um they like called the salesman at like eight, eight thirty and was like, Yeah, we're not gonna make it. We had to use this use this thing today, so sorry. And uh like, well, that's that. I was planning on being there, like, all day. Make some stainless stuff. It's fine. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. I did work on my big pickup, and then I got my scooter out of my basement and started it and uh, ran, it, idled a tank through the engine, which is a gallon and a half of fuel. Right. And uh, let it sit there and idle just to break in. So that's cool.
1: It's supposed to be 60 on Wednesday. Going to ride to
2: work? No. It'll start. It'll probably be, like, 30 degrees in the morning still. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that is not fun. No. I I still have to tune that thing. Like it's, it's going to be a, like I'm waiting on parts. I ordered another carburetor for it. Gonna, gonna do her upright. Dude. Uh,
1: I always get asked, um, if I mountain bike in the wintertime and I'm like, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. I hate being cold. I especially hate my face being cold. And, uh, about 45, 50 degrees is where I draw the line. I, I was actually thinking if, uh, it's not supposed to rain so it's, it's actually pretty possible that some of the trails could dry out a little bit around here um, mm-hmm. if it stays above freezing overnight then it, then it will because if, if it freezes at night then it thaws and that's where the moisture comes and you're supposed to wait till the end of the afternoon or whatever but if it stays above freezing and, uh, and it's nice that I might be able to go but I'll, I'll always put like a thing around my ears because I cannot it's, it's, it's torture when your ears are cold while you're riding your bike I hate that yeah not a big fan
2: no, nope, ever since I quit riding my bike to school. I don't, I don't ride when it's cold, so. The winner is.
1: Well, do you want to just uh, get right into the crash in? Yeah, I would. Okay. So we had a hundred and, where is that at? 112 entries and we flew through the day. I would just like to yeah. pat myself on the back for that. I thought we did really well as far as time goes. We started at 930. Got done with uh, all three qualifiers by 5:30, and I think we mm-hmm. were done with everything. I think the last race was 8:08 uh, 8. 08 p.m.
2: That's pretty awesome. I bet the out of town guys are pretty yeah. Happy. And that's
1: that's where my heart was at. I'm like, all right, you know, we're gonna we're gonna push through these as quickly as possible, and uh, make it happen. So um, yeah, stadium truck had uh, kind of its normal kind of its normal turnout. Only about two heats, and yeah. uh, um, this one was kind of kind of who you'd think it was. Really, uh, the only big surprise was that Mike Sanders only got fifth. I, he's he's been really fast and buggy this year, and so when I saw that he was racing his truck, um, but I mean you got to hand it to the three kids that took first, second, and third. So it was Caden Birding, Jake Wiggs, Dayton Mosier, uh, John Bort- John Birding fourth. Mike Sanders fifth, Phil Palmer sixth, Ryan Hodgson seventh, and Wes Hicks was eighth. And, yeah. And uh, Caden, Caden finally kind of crushed the field and truck, like at the syndicate, you know, he was always, him and Dayton were always close, but they, they seemed to crash a lot a little bit. hmm And this one, he finally kind of, kind of just laid the hammer on everybody.
2: Yeah. You definitely have to just like drive slower. On carpet. Yeah. Everything happens so much faster. Dude, it's Ethan
1: Dallaire's car. And I even mm-hmm. said this while I was announcing the race e- Ethan Dallaire's mod two wheel didn't look like it was going fast, but it was going very fast. Yeah. Yep. So um, it was just bizarre. Not bizarre, but I mean, like he his car just looked very just, yeah, I'm just out here just driving. Don't mind me. Yeah. But it was the lap times were, were there. Uh, Jake Wiggs, uh, qualified second, finished second. Um, I think him and Dayton were going back and forth early. Um, John Birding just kind of, I think he was up there for a little bit early too and then just kind of hung out in fourth. Same thing for Sanders, just kind of kind of couldn't really go anywhere in this one um, other than where he qualified. Um, then you got your two bump-ups. You had uh, Ryan and Wes kind of just finish. Or actually, Ryan and Phil. Phil finished in sixth. Um, he was your bump-up qualifier in eighth. So. That's always nice when you when you move up. Yeah. Plexpec, Plexpec was a lot of fun. Um, you had uh, kind of a big switcheroo in this one. So uh, all day it was. I thought it was going to be between Zach Wynn, Lance Murray, and uh, uh, Bender. And then in the main, uh, there was a lot of crashing. And, uh, Brad Persons, uh, just sort of snuck in there. He was qualified third and, uh, um, just kind of, just kind of went up there and stayed clean. Lance Murray's first time on carpet. He, uh, TQ'd finished second. And then Jamie Peevler from the bump seventh, went in the B main. He, uh, finished third. Wow. Yeah. And, and That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool to see him just kind of in it. One-tenth of a second behind him was Zach Wynn. Uh, so they had a uh, super close finish. In fourth, uh, Cameron Schroeder was fifth. Uh, Chris Wilson was sixth. Bender broke out. Bender broke. I, th- I believe it was a front arm. He uh, hit a brick that was holding the track together, and it broke the front arm, ar- arm on his uh, B-74. And then Luke Persons also broke out. He was your fifth qualifier. So, I know Bender was bummed out, but his stuff was working pretty good too. Um, yeah. But it it kind of makes me wonder if he, maybe he, if he ran 13.5 four wheel drive, if he would have been maybe a little surprised by how well he could have done. Yeah. You know?
2: That's what I've been telling him. Yeah.
1: 17.5 expert. This one, we had, so we had Brian Lutz come all the way from Wisconsin and, uh, uh, there was a group of them from, I think Rugburners. burners, is what it's called. And, uh, yeah, I, heard of it. I have not seen Brian since Rockford. Yeah. Since the race we went to in Rockford. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys probably saw him in person at trackside at some point. I'm sure.
2: I'm sure, but, but, I'm, uh, I'm terrible I, with that stuff.
1: I honestly think, and I didn't, I didn't get a chance to talk to him hardly at all, but I, I think this is his first time here at the Plex. Oh, really? I don't, I, can't, I don't think he was here for Nats or anything like that.
2: Oh, but I hope he had a good experience. Oh,
1: he did. Yeah, he seemed pretty, uh, he was pretty happy. Um, he TQ'd, got second in a super close race uh, with Dayton Moser. Dayton Moser qualified second, uh, really did not make any mistakes. Brian Letts made a mistake very early, was dead last, and then fought his way all the way back up into second. Um, I think if he just had a little bit more time, he might have had a chance at it, but Dayton was on it. He actually, all three of the guys that finished first, second, third, had 13-2 fast laps, which is very fast. Then, Jackson Anderson, doing what he did last week in expert e-buggy, made the bump, did not even win the B, and he finished third. Yeah.
2: Oh, he just texted me about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was only yeah. 1.8 seconds behind Brian. Um, Brian made some pretty epic passes on, on people, too. On his march up, march back up through the field. So, uh, but does good Fred Jackson again? You know, um, the kids running on like borrowed stuff. And, yeah, and he's just driving good. Uh, let's see. David Peevler, um hit the struggle blast in this one. Finished uh, fifth. Qualified third. Finished fifth. Uh, Chance Rolk was right there behind him, just like in the Syndicate. David and Chance were pretty much together. Uh, Jake Wiggs kind of struggle bust in this one too. Um, finished fourth. I'm sorry, finished seventh qualifying after qualifying fourth. And then I think John Kinzer broke out. Um, I can't remember exactly what happened, but um, something did. Um then we go to forty plus, which uh, do you have a dog? Yeah I can't remember you I can't remember you having a dog. Yeah, we have two dogs. I thought you had two the wiener dogs. Oh I did! Now I remember. Yeah. I forgot you had dogs.
2: Yeah, we two wiener dogs and two cats. I don't know what Braxton's barking at, but oh. we have, like, so many dogs in this neighborhood. Like, they just all talk to each other. Really? Like, you're like hey, I'm going to pee over there later. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I wonder if, like, 101 Dalmatians and how the dogs, like, like spoke to each other, if that's, like, a real thing. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever be able to find out, though. Yeah, maybe. 40-plus uh, mod. Um, so, David Peebler TQ'd this one, finished second. Uh, Mike Sanders, qualified second, finished first. Um, The funny thing, uh, uh, this is always fun with 40 plus because basically Mike and David have been racing in the same class together now, just like me, for like 30 years. So you're just like, oh, we come all this way and then we're in the same heat and the same main and we're racing each other again, just like we were in Chile, Coffee, Missouri in like 2000 or, you know, so so that's always fun. Um, It really wasn't that close. Uh, Mike Sanders just uh, was pretty much mistake-free. Chris Mickelson, one of the guys coming from uh, Minnesota. I'm pretty sure they're a Thunder... Is it Thunder Road up there? Yep, I've been there. Yeah, pretty sure they're regulars there. Um, Finished third. He seemed really happy about that. Um, Qualified sixth. Uh, Todd Rappart uh, finished fourth after qualifying eighth. Uh, Jeremy Parisho was fifth. Uh, Rod Case qualified third and finished sixth, So good qualifying effort for case just, uh, um, unfortunately just not there in the main. And then, uh, I got Jeff Thorson and Sparky, um, seventh and eighth, uh, Sparky broke in, in warm in up. I remember that.
2: Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah.
1: Another guy that came here from quite ways away. I'm pretty sure he's part of that Wisconsin crowd. And, uh, again, see. He, he told me he had fun regardless of how he finished. I think he was, he was one out of three for the mains as, as finishing a race. So Yeah. Um, then he had regular mod buggy, and like I said in this one, so Ethan Delaire honestly, I, it, so this one is weird. So Ethan Delaire just started to drive away from everybody, and then about halfway mm-hmm. through, he had one little mistake. So we had this really cool, you would have liked it. We had this really cool raised uh, rumble strip section. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, uh, right off the straightaway. So you, you could carry speed into it. You couldn't accelerate on it though, because it was slick for, for the pin tires. So you basically had to come into it hot and then just let off and just let your car kind of float through it. And then when you got back on the carpet, then you could go and he crashed right there. Um, and then that let everybody get a little bit closer, like right on him again. And then he just basically for the next three minutes, just did the exact same thing he did in the first three minutes. And just sort of drove away from everybody. Um, his car looked phenomenal. I to give him props. Give Ethan some props. The kid's been working really hard. Um, he's honestly, the kid's got a really good attitude too.
2: Yeah. No, I like Ethan. Like he's
1: always, he's always, even when he's doing crappy, he seems to be somewhat like not okay with it, but at least like, um, what do we got to do? What do we got to do to get it better? You know? Yeah. And, uh, but in this one, it really wasn't that close. Um, mm-hmm. Matthew Mickelson, uh, qualified second, finished second. He was close to Ethan in this one for a little bit right at the start. And then again, when they caught him, he was close to him. But then Ethan just started driving away. Uh, Dayton Mosier, qualified fourth, finished third. Um, Did really good. Um, Made another podium. And Ethan Mickelson, uh, qualified uh, fifth, finished fourth. Caden Voss dropped down uh, to fifth after qualifying third. Um, Then it was Jake Wigg, sixth. Caden Bairding. Seventh Mitchell Pavel eighth, and then Brinkerhoff ninth. Um, what happened was there was a four car B main because I just felt like ten cars was a lot, or was going to be a lot. And, uh, and but then um, Kinzer's car just quit on him, and I was like, "Well, oh. I'm like, we can do nine, you know? Yeah. So uh, you know that's why there was nine, and uh, it, it turned out it turned out to be just fine. Um. So, um, yeah. I mean, mod was. Mod was pretty cool. Again, again a full heat of mod, just just like always. Even without me or you or Tom Ritternect or um, any of the others that have raced mod so far. Aiden didn't race the crash in? Uh, nope. Nope. Oh. Wonder why. They're they're doing um, hobby action this week. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yep. Uh thirteen five four wheel drive. Uh this one was kind of a stunner. Because um, Brian Lutz TQ'd and his car looked, I thought it looked really good. He, he on his, he, you know, his Facebook, um, you know, post that he made about it, he's like, my, my four wheel drive, you know, fought me all weekend. I'm like, really? I'm like, I thought it looked good. But that being said, um, another little kind of, another early mistake um, pushed him way down. And then Caden Sanders just kind of uh, worked his way up. Ended up taking the win by 1.1 seconds over Matt Bauer. Matt Bauer's stuff worked, looked really good. Um, he came with, uh, with part of that Brian Lutz crew. And uh, his stuff, you know, his stuff looked good. Qualified third finish second. He, he was 1.1 seconds behind Caden at the end. So it was really good. Um, Chance Rolk uh, made up for kind of a lackluster stock buggy by qualifying seventh. Actually getting the bump and then uh, going all the way up to third. Wow. Yeah, so Rook did really good, and then Brian Lutz finished fourth, Uh, then Peevler fifth, Brinkerhoff finished sixth, Wes Hicks seventh, and Matt Mosier, I think he broke out in eighth. So, uh, Caden Sanders, this was kind of the stunner of the day so far, really. I mean, it's not that we didn't expect him not to, but his dad was super pumped for him. He's just super happy. Oh, yeah. Matt Bowers on here, and he said 22x4. So there you go. I knew it was one of the two. I didn't want to, I wasn't sure if you were like running for somebody. I didn't want to get you in trouble. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be that, I didn't want to out you in any way. But yeah, 22X4. Dude, that was the other thing about four wheel drive. And we're going to get to mod four wheel drive too. There were a lot more 22X4s on the carpet than I've seen ever. A lot of that had to do with because the Minnesota crew is all, all low c too. But remember last year? Remember last year when Aiden Olson had his 22 after the Reedy race? And it took, I mean, you and I, it looked, Awful on car. Yeah. Looked hard to drive. It looked rough, but no, not this time. Everybody's low C cars looked really, really good. Yeah. That's what happens. We get some, some, uh, some support and setups out there too. Super chat. We just got a $10 super chat from, uh, Nick Nuthouse again. Oh, wow. We got to like hook this guy up. Uh, see me on Friday. Yeah, Thanks, Nick. We have a family Friday offer this week. And, uh, there you go. I'm going to give you a set of stickers. Because um, you've been dropping like ten dollars super chats on us almost every show, so you I can yeah. at least give you these. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, let's see, mod four wheel drive. So um, Ethan D'Alaire, uh took another win, although this time, so Caden Berdine in his twenty two X four almost got the TQ from Ethan. Mm. It was wow. It was close. Like like every each heat. And when mod four wheel drive came up, I thought, dude, I think Caden's going to get this. And Caden just needs to settle down just a little bit in this class. And he would have had it. He just overdrove the car. That's all it was. So um, he just needs to settle down just a little bit because he's got the speed in this one. And he gave Ethan a run for his money. They were 1.5 seconds apart at the end. And uh, Caden Birding hot lapped the race. Wow. By 0.2 seconds. That's pretty, Which is a pretty lot good. on carpet. Yeah, it's like four, ten, or four car lengths. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, Ethan didn't crash as much. So Ethan won the race. Um, Matthew Mickelson got another podium, got third. Um, Caden Voss uh, finished fourth. Ethan Mickelson is fifth. Uh, Matt Bauer finished sixth. And Mitchell Pavel uh, finished seventh. So, uh, yeah. So I, my, I think this is the most mod four-wheel drives we've had since last year's crash in.
0: Probably. is in
1: club racing, I think we were only getting like three. Oh, really? If that. Sometimes we just didn't have enough. We didn't even race it. hmm And then, finally, um, independent buggy. Uh, so this one was pretty cool. Uh, Brayton Wachowski, a former uh, Plexpec champ from up north. He, uh, he ended up uh, taking the TQ in the win. Nice. And, uh, honestly, it really wasn't that close. Joe Snows, qualified second, finished second. Um, but they finished uh, four seconds apart. But that, I mean, uh, Brayton had a couple crashes at the end where he kind of gave some time back up. Um, Phil Palmer got a podium, uh, qualified fifth, uh, finished third. Um, Ryan Hodgson, qualified third, finished fourth. Jana Pevler made the bump, uh, finished fifth. Uh, Eric, I'm going to kill the last name, Zeman, or Z-Man. I think it's Z-Man. Uh, finished sixth. Chris Nelson uh, was seventh, and TJ Williams broke out and uh, finished an eighth. He broke out of, I think, every main. Really, I
2: feel really bad. That's such a bummer.
1: (laughs) I I I feel bad. Um. So then there's that, and then we'll talk about the uh, mini team melee and just my overall uh, thoughts on it here in a second. Super chat. We got another super chat. Dan Johnson um Have you guys thought about doing how-to videos, or have a tech seminar at the track? The how-to videos, I want to do more of, and that's totally on me. So, like, I think the last how-to video was how to change a servo on a senton or something. But I want to do more how-tos in general. So that's something I do need to yeah. work on.
2: I have a how-to idea. Yeah. I want to do. I was going to do it on my own, but um, yeah, we should do it. Yeah. Um
1: the seminar thing, I don't know. Uh I think we've talked about um maybe letting um I think uh um what's his name? Colorado. I'm having a brain fart. Zeke? Yeah, yeah, Zeke uh, Bollinger um asked about doing like a Sunday seminar thing or something like that last year. So we'll see if they yeah. he's still interested in doing that. Um I don't know if it's something I'd be able to do on my own just because I I work Basically, if if I'm not running races, I'm either working in the store or I'm enjoying my one day off a week.
2: Yeah, and I I live an hour away.
1: Yeah, so it's not that we don't want to do that. It's just, it's a time thing, you know?
2: And honestly, like if Alex isn't like organizing it or has something to do with it, I'm usually not doing it. I'm usually helping him with whatever he needs on his stuff, but... I don't know. Maybe maybe it's I I'm always open to helping people through Facebook and stuff. Like I I FaceTime with people and uh help them with their stuff quite often, so um So, yeah, that that would that that would be something I could offer, but you know, a whole a whole day at the track, probably not in the near future.
1: I was trying to think about doing how-tos on stuff that hasn't really been done that often cuz like I think um what's his name uh spencer rivkin he's done like a how to glue tires and how to do a ball diff and that sort of thing i've been trying to think of stuff that hasn't been done yet mm-hmm. or that isn't yeah isn't thought of that often i guess oh i've thought of one i mean even ryan harris just did a, a like how to maintain corner speed or something like that yeah i thought that was pretty cool mm-hmm. so i don't know we'll, we'll try to get on it i'll try to get better at it because honestly, like a lot of the how-to videos that the that the Hobbyplex Show YouTube channel has, are some of my best uh, performing videos. So, I would, I definitely need to do more in general. So, yeah. Good question. Very good question. Uh, what state are we in? We are in Nebraska. We are in um flyover country. Um. Yeah. Middle. I I I call it Middle Earth. Um. Yeah, <laughs> only because Robert Black yep. uh, from OCRC called it Middle Middle Earth. And speaking of OCR, I'm wearing my I'm wearing my OCRC jacket today. Yeah. Um. Uh. What else? What else is Nebraska known for? Corn. Um. Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Um. Uh, I would say I would say Conagra, but they're not in Omaha anymore. They moved to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Delaire just posted he, on the chat thing, he says, uh, hashtag only AE car in the main. Really? Yeah, the rest of them are all TLR. Yeah,
0: that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, or was... I thought Mitchell Pavel, I thought, was a... Uh, wait, which main? I get the mod main or the...
2: Probably, probably mod four-wheel.
1: Mod four-wheel. I thought Mitchell Pavel was on... Probably. Was on an associated. Maybe. Oh, maybe, it doesn't matter. Okay, and then we did... Um, then we did the mini t melee, so we're going to do one of these again at uh, the spring race. Mm-hmm. And basically, what it is is uh, we're going to take up to twenty, mini, up to twenty mini tees, and everybody's going to go at once. And it, and I this one I thought, well, let's make it time. So I had it just a five minute race. We couldn't do we couldn't do backwards because of the way that the track was set up. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, we just did it the regular direction and we were going to take as many as 20, up to 20 cars. So we ended up with like 13 minis. That's pretty cool. And everybody had to have a transponder and, uh, it ended up being two minutes and like 30 seconds. And I gave my phone to Jackson Anderson to take a video for my YouTube channel. And it was the most boring mini team melee video I think I've ever seen. Uh, because he just followed one truck, one buggy around until Caden crashed, but he missed all the like exciting stuff. Like the like at the end, there was like five cars running, still running, and like three of them ran into each other and wrecked each other. They all ended up on their lid. Yeah, and he missed it. No. So he's fired. No more videoing for He's Fired. <laughs> Luckily, uh, Rod Case got it. So Rod Case Racing uh, YouTube channel. He got the uh, Mini Team Melee. And, uh, mm-hmm. I watched it and it was a pretty good one. And then Mike Sanders, young kid was wearing a GoPro on his head. So they put together a little YouTube montage of the whole weekend and, uh, it's, cool. it's in there as well. So, um, the winner got 25 bucks. It was, um, it was, uh, Caden Sanders. So cool. uh, he ended up taking it and yours truly did race in it. I made three laps before I brain farted. I remembered that my mini couldn't clear a double. And so I doinked it and mine flipped over and I was like, oh man, (sighs) but I wasn't going to give the gift. I wasn't going to take the gift card anyway, so it didn't matter.
0: Yeah.
1: So Mike over cash asked about where we are and and he's like, I live at the beach in North Carolina. Yeah. I want to be on a beach. I'm jelly.
0: Hang on a second.
3: Hey, pass me a kickstart.
1: Super chat. Uh, we just got a super chat from Peter Renault, which uh, your stickers are on the way. I'm not sure how, how long it takes for postage to get from the US to Canada. But I did I think it was last Monday when I sent him out. I can't remember. But it's great. Cool. Cost a dollar eighty. Dollar eighty stamp. You, the post office has like a global stamp. It's like a it's like a dollar and It was great. Nice. Yeah. How does Will break in his associated two wheel drive ball diff?
2: Well, I put it in the car and, you know, I build my diff and, uh, I build it like pretty loose and, uh, I put it in the car and, you know, I pretty much tighten it to the point where you can't pull the, the out drives apart at all anymore. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I break it in, I just take like a one point five wrench and I just put it in the out drive like that, and I trim my throttle forward and it ends up being about like on the first before I tighten it some ends up being about fifty on the on the on my throttle trim on my radio and then um I kind of bring it. You know, I, I do both ways. So, you know, I stop it and then put the the wrench in the other side and let it spin. And then I'll tighten it some more. And then um, I'll do it usually about five minutes a side or so. And um, I just keep doing that process until it's um, where I want it. Do you loosen the slipper clutch up, though,
1: and then tighten it as you go?
2: No, I, I don't adjust the slipper at all okay because there's as long as it's diffing out it doesn't matter right um but uh i just keep doing that and i tighten my diff till like you know like the jc logo on the wheel right like if i spin it if i spin both tires off of each other you have to like you have to spin them opposite of each other you can't just like spin one tire or not hold and like hold the motor or whatever you have to spin them opposite each other. And once that makes one rotation, that's where I leave it. But that's how I do it. Um, and my diffs are usually pretty good. Um, that's just how I've always done it. Yeah. Um, and I use the factory team diff balls and the factory team precision ground uh, um, diff rings. And I use the ProTech uh thrush bearing. And I just use the associated grease, the black grease and the um clear grease. I don't I don't like try other brands of stuff or anything. Yeah. The um or anything like that. Cause I usually like when I do a diff, I put a whole diff in my car. Like I don't rebuild them usually. Because I, I replace the out drives, the axles and everything all in one shot. So it's all new. Um, cause all that stuff kinda matches together. Like once it you know the pins kinda beat in and everything. So, um, I usually start with it a completely new diff anyway, yeah
1: well, there you go. My version's mm-hmm. very similar, <laughs> yeah, that's why I like the associated just, car it's easy to it's easy to fix the diff
2: mhm and it's that's just what I've always done um i it it works well for me, yeah.
1: All right, we're going to take a pivot lending break, I think, and uh, and then we will uh, take some questions for a little while. We're actually doing much better on time than normal, so my sister and my brother in law will probably be pretty stoked that we'll get Woo. done a little early. <laughs> so, um, uh, so anyway, so the the rule is that uh, if you drop a super chat, we'll interrupt the show, answer the question. Uh, otherwise, we 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 save all questions for the end. So. Um
2: okay. oh wait, I remember what I was gonna add to oh, that. Hang on. The trim. Yeah. So like when once it's like uh like the way that I listen for when to tighten my diff some more is you can hear it loosen. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's why I pay attention to the amount of trim that I put in. So like when once the RPMs of the motor start kind of coming up, that's when I know I need to switch sides and maybe tighten it a little bit. So I'll end up on about like sixty throttle trim with that same or 60 to 65 throttle trim with that same motor sound. But that's how I judge it. That was the other thing I'm to add. Nice.
1: Okay. Uh, Okay. Before we drop the, uh, the uh, pivot landing break, Logan Baldwin, um, who was uh, at the Plex, uh, just put a what's up, how you doing for two bucks. Nice. So my, my actual answer to that is uh, I'm doing well and uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be here at the show talking to Will, hanging out with my in-laws and my sister, in-law and my sister. I guess, is that what you call it? My brother-in-law, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, then we got it all right. Um, okay, pivot lending break and then we'll, uh, we'll get to some, uh, some, some uh, questions. So if you got them, uh, post them and we'll try to get to as many as we can tonight.
3: And now, a word from our
0: sponsors.
1: Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update David Olson and Don Zoller. Get
3: some. This is David Olson uh, with the Pivot Lending Update. Just want to kind of give you guys some of the activities going on in the conforming markets, some of the government markets, non conforming jumbo markets, uh, now that we're into 2021. And here we go. Conforming loan limits have increased. So if you're looking for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, new loan limit is $548,250. So you can take a loan on up to that amount. In the high cost areas, so for example, a lot of the counties can, uh, contiguous to to like Denver, some of the bigger metro areas, and Denver itself, uh, high loan limit is $822,375. So those are the The new lending loan limits for conforming in the government world right now, we have FHA loans. We can lend up to $356,362. So if you're looking for an FHA loan, you now can go up to $356,362. It's really good. That's about almost a hundred grand more than we were at five, six years ago. Used to be around the two seventy one mark. Uh, VA loans you can go up to the same as the conventional five forty eight two fifty. Jumbo loans are five forty eight two fifty one, all the way up to three million. So uh, we are, we do a pretty good job in that space actually too. Uh, we're, we have offices in some heavily populated areas of Jumbo Land out in Southern California. Uh, Scottsdale, uh, we're we're now entering into New England. So uh, if you happen to be in that jumbo territory, we've got some really, really, really good jumbo rates. Uh, VA, uh, again, that was the 548,250. Last thing is USDA. USDA income limits have increased uh, now in 2021. Uh, the new limit uh, starts at 90300 and tiers off at $132,050. Those are based on your household sizes. So the number of head in household that gets you into that program. USDA is really nice. It's, it is populations uh, 25,000 and less uh, for your city or town size. There are a few counties in Nebraska that are grandfathered in. A few areas or cities, I should say. Uh, Norfolk. And uh, Columbus uh, exceed that, but you can still get the USDA uh, programs, I believe. You can also get uh, into the USDA programs, which USDA is 100% financing. So it's very similar to the VA program. There are a few unique program guidelines that they offer. For example, if the praised value is higher than the purchase price, you can actually. Uh, borrow up to hundred percent of the appraised value to include in your closing costs. So that's pretty cool. All right. So those are kind of the updates for the loan limits and income limits uh, going into this year. If you have any questions on those, make sure that you reach out to either myself or Don. I know that the guys uh, on the podcast, Alex and-, and Will, tend to say that uh, I, I'm I'm out and about a lot and which is true, but I always have my cell phone on 402-881-5951 or reach out to Don Zoller, of course. I can get back to you and give you some updates on what you're looking for and then get you with Don um, if she's unable to, to answer the phone. David Olson, NMLS 16099.
1: Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. 589 Kivin Lindy, NMLS 109-995.
0: We return you now to your regularly
1: scheduled program. Dude, how can a kid go from actually pretending to enjoy mumble rap to uh, listening to Metallica in a span of about like a year and a half?
2: Emerson likes Metallica now. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, it's yeah. (sighs) (laughs) No, I was down. So I'm downstairs.
1: This happened not too long ago. I was downstairs. And I'm, uh, I'm in my room, you know, and I'm working on stuff and uh, all of a sudden I hear duh, 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 and I'm like, what in the world is he listening to now? And I go up and I just sort of like listen to the outside of his room and I'm like, wait a minute, isn't that, and I open it up. I didn't even knock the door, which is always really scary with a 14 year old. <laughs> you should never do that. Um, but I was like, I just opened the door and I'm, and he's sitting there like playing video games and he's got music that's the it blaring behind him as loud as possible. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, what is that? He's like, it's Metallica. And I'm like, that's what I thought it was. I'm like, since when? The last time I knew, this kid liked um, X. The dude who died is it uh, extension, triple extension or whatever?
2: Asking the wrong guy.
1: Okay, well, whatever. But so (laughs) now and then and then of course uh, you know Twenty One Pilots, which is kind of you know it's 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 kind of poppy. You know, and now it's, now it's Metallica, I guess. What? Oh, okay. Well, he's here. He happens. I was just trying to embarrass him. So then we're on our way here and, uh, and he's got his head, he's got his earbuds in or whatever. And, uh, I'm, I'm listening to my Pandora and tool pops up and I'm, and then I went over and I swatted him in the back of the head. I was like, put those away. Listen to this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Yeah, because uh, it was kind of fitting my mood, so I started speeding more, and I'm just like sitting there, like driving,
2: like,
0: yeah, screw you, guys, yeah, yeah, and
2: I'm, and then, yeah, you're then, like, learn to swim, learn to swim, learn to swim, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like Tool, man. I don't really like Metallica, sorry. I like old or Metallica, likes Vital- Yeah, I like I like pre Napster. <laughs> no, I'm. Just- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I hear you. I, I had I had the Masters of Puppets album and all that stuff. But yeah, I just, yeah. Like I, just, I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like I don't really like it. So. Yeah,
1: Garage Inc. kind of lost me. And what's uh, that? Garage Inc. kind of lost me. Oh, that one. It was too. It was, yeah, it reminded me of like, like a. I don't know. There's gonna be a lot of Metallica fans on here that are gonna be hating on us, but.
2: Oh, I'm sure. It was
1: around that time when it was, um, when Creed was very popular. (laughs) Yeah. And it seemed like a harder edge Creed album at Mm -hmm. that time. And I'm like, eh, eh, not, not really for me. But again, around that time too, I also started, I was, I, so, okay. I really enjoy certain pop musicians. Like I am, I am in love with Lady Gaga. Like, I felt so bad that her dogs got stolen. And then I didn't feel bad for the person who returned them because they're going to get money, apparently, or whatever. But, like, so I've always liked um, uh, TLC in the 90s. Love TLC. Like, I, this is pre Gretchen, but I I, I tried to, like, seduce a girl in my room uh, by playing some TLC and having a red light. Mm. Didn't work. Yeah. But that's cool. I'm sure my sister loves hearing that because she was probably well, no, she wasn't there. She was living with my dad. So yeah. There you go.
2: Yeah. But, I uh, like I guess as like newer stuff goes, like it's, it's pop and stuff. Like Katie Perry's pretty cool. I like Katy Perry. <laughs>
0: Katy Perry grew on me
2: after the interview.
1: After the movie the interview movie, all of a sudden I loved Katy Perry. Yeah, and Firework. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Because the end of that movie's hilarious. Yeah, and, it, and it's Kim is it Kim Jong Un that gets blown up to a Katy Perry song? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Um. Yeah, I don't mind. And you know what? I actually just listened to uh, like um, uh, Billie Eilish just just popped up on my thing. Yeah, and at I first, like her style. You know what? Okay. <laughs> so I I watched an Austin City Limits with her in it, and I, I at mm-hmm. first I was like, eh. Uh, here we go, and then I. But the actual like produced album, mm-hmm. yeah, not bad, not bad at all.
2: She actually writes her own songs. Yeah, and that's so. a big
1: that's a big bonus for me. That's one thing. That's about, a
2: big deal. That's a big deal to me. Uh,
1: see, here's another one. Old school Metallica is better. See, exactly. That's what I say. Yeah. Super chat. Uh, Nick Nuthouse uh, dropped another super chat. Any chance we can have an E-Max Revo Creighton type vehicle group on Family Fun Fridays? One of my I want to race my E Revo. So what we uh, what we have done in the past is we actually do have like an open class. Um, Trevor, who usually runs Fridays, called it um, uh, Traxxas open, but it can be anything. Mm-hmm. So last year around this time, they they were we had like. Uh, Creighton's X maxs, um, uh, Creighton eights uh, and a couple of Revo 6S's all all put in there
2: together. That's pretty cool.
1: Cool, unless you're a corner marshal. Yeah <laughs> then not so cool, but whatever. I don't think these it's fun. Fridays are fun because nobody really cares, and so it wasn't it wasn't about getting that super fast corner marshal um, to get you across the line, so
2: yeah. Well, see, like, that's cool to me because, like, when I started racing, uh, gas truck, monster truck, and, uh, I mean, those are, like, the two classes that eight scale wasn't really a thing locally yet. Yeah. Like, mon- monster truck was huge. Yeah. Like, and when that went away, that was that just seemed like, kind of like the changing of an era. Yeah, it did. But monster truck kind of just became truggy. Yep. Because, isn't, isn't like, uh, uh, Traxxas like undefeated in Roar National Championships in the Monster Truck yeah. class. 2005, yeah. 2006. Yeah, and I thought that there was that one year that I thought that Adam Drake was going to win with the LST. The Muggy? Or the yeah. LST? No, yeah, it was the Muggy. Yeah, it was was it muggy. the Muggy or the LST? I thought it was a
1: Muggy. I don't remember. That was a cool truck. You know, those are pretty rare nowadays, too. Yeah. They go for a pretty decent amount on, uh, on eBay, if you can find one. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you have one? Peter Renault says, don't forget to announce the sponsor. Thank you very much. I actually did remember this time. I don't want us to get fired. Otherwise, we have to pay. I'd have to pay out of pocket. And, I, you know, after, you know, about a month of that, I'd be like, eh, we're done. Joe Zaire Jr. wants to know, "Um, can't watch live, always listen on Friday when this hits Spotify. Are you capping entries for the spring champs? He thinks it'll fill up. Uh yeah, entries will be capped to three hundred again, and it's it's usually it's either three hundred or one hundred and forty four people. Mm-hmm. So it'll be either or, and uh, yeah, as always. So I have RC sign up set up to stop at three hundred entries, and that usually is right around that mark where we have to where we can't afford to have any more people in there.
2: Yeah, I think I'm signed up.
1: Yeah, I sold my car, my buggy, so um. I'm hoping that if, uh, here's my plan. If a new car doesn't come out by then, then I'll just, I'll just quickly get another one.
2: Are you just going to race 40 plus? Yes.
1: 40 plus and mini Truggy.
2: You just want to race my car in 40 plus? I could. Um, Eh, that's an option. Yeah,
1: I could do that too. I'm tempted to get an EB410 as well, or maybe get Emerson Mm -hmm. one so he can race 13.5. Four wheel drive, yeah. If he wants to, so mm-hmm. he's giving me the stink eye. He doesn't really like racing electric right now. Hmm. All gas, baby. Yeah. Peter Renault wants to know what you're working on right there.
2: Me? Yeah. Oh, this is just my uh, my O ring pick that I modified to dig out screws, and I just have a file and I'm filing it to make the bottom of it flatter. Um, that, that is, <laughs> so usually, usually I'm just sitting here like filing my fingernails or like <laughs> looking at stuff to do. But I think a few weeks ago I was working on my two wheel. Yeah. Oh. This time it's nothing important. Yeah. But feel free to ask. And I'll, I'll, like, if I'm working on my car, I'll, I'll show you what I'm doing.
1: Um, let's see one, uh, CJ Willie wants to know, um, our opinion on mini Truggy and how popular is the class. And, uh, I mean, you know, my opinion on it. I love mini Truggy. Super fun.
2: Yeah. I think that mini truggy has kind of become mod truck, mm. or mod truck kind of became mini truggy because like a lot of places don't run mod truck and they run that instead. So my my opinion is is like until the the big guys kind of like the the until everybody's all in on mini truggy, um, I don't think it's. I mean, it's legit class, but I don't think it it's as big a deal yet. Yeah. So in, until that either until like you know, Lo or Associated makes one, um, it really it, it seems kinda like an exhibition to I me know. every time it runs. God, it's so fun to drive though. Have I ever let you it drive mine? Cool. I don't think I've driven your latest one, no. No, you should drive mine. I've driven I drove I drove Wade's and I like went uh crazy fast with that thing
1: on our
0: track.
2: There's
1: there's been moments in my, my RC life, where I've popped a giant RC Woody, mm-hmm. and the first time that I remember was Mod Turing car, way back on carpet with foam tires. The first time mm-hmm. I ever drove a XS with like a, what were we running back then, nine singles or whatever it was? Yeah. With, with foam. And I went streaking down the back straightaway and I could barely stop at the end of the straightaway, but it was so fun that I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop laughing. Like people in the driver's Mm -hmm. stand couldn't understand why I was giggling so hard. And I was giggling so hard because I'd never driven anything that fast in my life. Yeah. Well, the second time was the first time I ever drove an e-buggy. And that Mm was, you know, when was that? That was like, what, like two thousand nine, eight, eight something like that. When the, the eight. The eight buggy came out with the accelerant system and it was like a, mm-hmm. it was only a 1700. That seems really slow now. But the first time I ever drove one of those up and down my street, I about had another giggle attack. And then I was thinking to myself, cause, cause back then, okay, back then I've had a journey through working at a hobby store. Okay. When I started working in 2005, I was kind of a snob, admittedly. People would come in yeah, you were. People would come in with like broken stuff and I'd be like, how did you even break this? Are you, are you stupid? Like, I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking <laughs> in my head. But I remember yeah. that day, that day I had taken that thing up and down my street and it was, it was around this time of year and it was gravelly because of all the salt and everything that gets put down here in the Midwest. And I came within inches of hitting a pole at full speed because I lost control on the gravel. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. And then I remember thinking, oh, that's how that happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, I get it now. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. Okay. And then the latest one where I've popped an RC Woody was when I was driving my RC Truggy for the first time.
2: Yeah. At least you weren't one of those eight scale guys that refused to go to uh, big electric eight scale races because they didn't allow six cell lipo. Oh, I know.
1: <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <God. laughs> well, okay, before I move on to this other question, so I saw um, a buddy of ours um, that races the Plex went to another track, and um, they, it was an, uh, it's a fairly new track with eight scale, and, and I looked at the layout, and I was like, wow, that's, that's very 10th scale, right? Mm-hmm. You'll never see me or hear me complain about a track. And we've said this on here before. Like it doesn't matter. If if I go to that track and that's how the track is, cool. That's how the track is. I'm <laughs> not gonna be that guy that's like, I'm racing eight scale. You guys build a ten scale track. How dare you? I'm never coming back ever.
3: <sighs> I'm
1: not mm-hmm. gonna be that guy. I'll just be like, okay, cool, we're racing on this. Sorry, right, sweet. Set up and drive accordingly, you know? But I thought yeah. I wanted to comment. And instead of commenting, I'm just going to say it here on the on the uh, on the podcast. But I'm like, hey, has that track gotten to the point yet where uh, they get a certain crowd like like just destroying them online for not having an eight scale track?
2: Yeah, I don't know. When I ran the Lincoln track, I had some guy. Uh, I remember who it was. It wasn't just some guy, but this person uh, complained to me that the track was too easy and the drums weren't big enough. And, uh, our track was not, uh, it, it didn't meet IFMAR rules for a track. Oh. And I was like, I think, you know, who I'm talking about, yeah. maybe. And I was like, uh, I work on this by myself and this is easy for me to maintain. Yeah. And this is what we're all running on. <laughs> so, and I didn't even have like any equipment, like, yeah. Shovel, wheelbarrow. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. But like, uh, that just like blew my mind that somebody would say like, this track isn't even like if, an like an IFMAR track or something. It's like, dude, like you're in the C-Main at a club race. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I
1: mean, it, so in a manner of speaking, I it, it's weird. We're going to go off topic sort of here, but. I have grown in I have grown more and more tired of the occasional adversarial relationship with with racers or with other tracks or with other people. like I just don't it doesn't do anything for me. I don't see the point. yeah, and so a lot of times you know, if somebody's poking the the you know the bear online i i'm i've I've definitely done a good job of a of of ignoring it, mm-hmm. you know, but also if, if you haven't done anything to help me with the track in any way, shape or form, you know, yeah, it's not that I don't value opinions. I'm not going to respond well to criticism when it's unjustified.
2: There's a difference between opinions and, uh, not be- not making somebody happy no matter what you do. Yeah, that too.
1: That's one thing. That's one thing that, that, anybody who's ever ran an RC racetrack knows that there's no way to make everybody happy. There's always going to be one. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. So,
2: and honestly, if you have one person that's griping about the track at the end of a weekend, like one person that's not happy. I mean, that's actually a pretty good weekend. (laughs) You know,
1: that being said, I didn't, I don't think there was any, there was definitely, we, we're, and that's we're an very, awesome weekend. We're very fortunate. We are extremely fortunate right now, and I've said this before that we're just in this cool place right now at the Hobbyplex where there really is not much negativity mm-hmm. at all about anything. I don't. I mean, I didn't really hear anything this weekend. I guess from a from a outsider's point of view, when I see stuff that other tracks are having to deal with that are that have been only been open for a short period of time, it's almost like there's this. There's this timeline of when stuff happens, and because I've been through it, I see it from the outside now. And you know, mm-hmm. from tracks, you know that, are, and they're you know a couple states away, but I I know the people that are running them, or I know the people that that are behind it. And I almost yeah. want to just text them and be like, "Yeah, that just it happens. Just yeah. you know, you know, get over it. Don't don't mind it. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want those people to come back, anyways.
2: Like, <laughs> yeah, the the the, the riff raff will work itself out. Yeah, because." Sometimes those people just get burned out on complaining instead of working on their stuff that they just go away. Yeah. That's fine.
1: Okay, anyways, sorry, we got off on a tangent there. Um, talk to a noob about Gary 175 buggy. B62 manual says 7229. I always suggest uh 6930. Um what do you look for feel while practicing? And I I kind of base that recommendation on where I've seen other people end up at with but it also depends on I guess your motor what you have your motor timed at and how hot your motor is getting. Am I right on mm-hmm. that?
2: Yeah, I would say so. Um I I would like to know what brand of motor you're running and you know sometimes you could even just like like if they have a Facebook, you know, page or something you could message that page like hey what's a good starting point for your motor, oh, you yeah. know, in this vehicle. Um cuz it varies quite a bit from different manufacturers because um, like, you don't necessarily want to go off temp because sometimes you, you'll, the motor will actually make more power if it's, you know, making more RPM, you know, and not yep. working as hard. Yep. Um, it just, it, it just, there's a lot of factors.
1: Also if a, if a motor is like tuned for torque instead of RPM.
2: Yeah. That, that kind of thing, you know, you know, and like a torque motor, like you're going to want to throw some more gear on it. But I mean like, uh, the temperature is kind of to get you in the ballpark, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, you, then once you're close, you kind of go off feeling. You know, like, let's say your motor is 100 degrees and you're like, man, my car feels slow. What should I do? It's like, well, I'll throw some more gear on it. But um, usually, like, a lot of the guys I talk to, they run 72. Um, spur gear, they don't run the sixty nine really anymore.
1: Yeah, it seems like
2: uh, Associated even
1: discontinued a cert, a sixty nine spur gear. We were looking for one the other day, and it's been discontinued.
2: Yeah, and I think a lot of it just has to do with like what I was saying. The motors kind of they make more power and higher RPM, and you know you can kind of go too far where it's the motors just make a noise. You know, it's not doing anything. But you know, you kind of want your car to keep accelerating down the straightaway, and then. Um, You know, maybe even kind of feel like it tops out a little bit. But, you know, it, but once you get to that point, it's kind of feeling, you know, like if there's a jump, you can't clear off a 180 or something, you know, like you go into a corner and there's a 180 and then you got to burp out of the corner, you know. So I will say
1: the first time I have raced back in a long time was last year when I raced 13.5 four wheel drive. And mm-hmm. I started out gearing that thing really high and it was slow, yeah. like very slow. And the, the, I kept dropping the pinion down and I kept getting faster. And the motor mm-hmm. actually got cooler. So remember we yeah. remember had that five pack and if you could triple it, you're pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I geared the car for was, can I triple that? And then the rest of yeah. it just kind of took care of itself.
2: Yeah. And that's a perfect example of, you know, you're not necessarily going off of temperature, but going off of feeling. Yeah. But, and that, that kind of goes back to what, you know, and like, like if you're running a motive motor at our track, mm-hmm. um, you can always ask Kyle. Uh, Kyle's going to know what to do for what motor and what car. Um, He's the man for stock racing.
1: Okay. uh, Mad Thunder wants to know TTO one or TTO two, which do you prefer to drive more, which would make a competitive race car? Uh, Well, competitive race car, neither. Um, But if you're in the, if there's a specific class like there is at the hobbyplex for TTO twos, TTO two is definitely the more sophisticated versions of those two cars.
2: Yeah, I don't know. The last Tamiya to, to car I drove was a TA05. Yeah, well, TTO2s. 10 years ago.
1: TTO1s and TTO2s are very simple to my cars. So I say, yeah. I say sophisticated almost like sarcastically, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, the TTO2 also has some pretty cool body styles to go along with it. So
2: Yeah, that, isn't that the semi-truck class?
1: Nope, that's TTO1. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. that's, those are very simple. Very, yeah very shows what I know. yeah. Nee, 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 nee. Nick Nuttonhouse, to follow up on his uh, open class, did we limit the batteries? W- no, we didn't. Um, you probably wouldn't want to run anything more than a four cell, but uh, we didn't we didn't care. A lot of those guys were doing backflips off of our jumps. It was actually pretty funny., uh, what car will you get if you had to buy one today?
0: Any car? Well,
2: I don't know, like after us talking about drag racing, I think about buying a drag car. <laughs> but um actually I think that my next Yeah, so this this is a gas truck engine. This is actually one of the badass most badass truck engines you can get. It's a OS uh TZ um uh, .12 and uh gas truck is like one of my favorite all-time classes. And, um, ignite RC, uh, Chad parks, uh, uh, conversion kits for, for the T 6.2. And he even has a low C one out
1: yeah,
0: now for that. the
2: 22 T and, uh, I mean, gas truck is always like, that was always the class I wanted to race when I was a kid. Yeah. And, um, I'm thinking about pre-ordering one i got I got all my i got i have like four of these little engines, and I was looking at them. It was like, man, I can't wait to put one of these in a truck and even just like drive it around. I don't know, but um so that's one thing I was thinking about um for next winter, I think I'm gonna get a e buggy and race uh winter series the winter series, yeah, I was thinking about it, and um so if I had to pull a trigger on any of those three cars and I just had the money for it or whatever, I would probably get the gas truck conversion just to have, because I think it's cool.
1: That is, I, I miss racing gas truck. That was my bag for a while. I'd always qualify really high and then, and then not finish races. And then when I finally started finishing races, I was so happy.
2: I, I used to go to races just like you and only race gas truck. Yeah. I, it's races. I went to the Nats, <laughs>
1: the Nats at action RC in 2003, only racing gas truck. And yeah. uh, I was in the F main of, of gas truck. I was in second with like four minutes left to go. Big lead on third. I was going to make the bump. And it had rained, so the track was still pretty wet and tacky. And I, uh, I got it on the straightaway. And I, was, I was actually driving up. They had that. Remember when they used to do the side-by-side starts for RC Pro Series and they had the gate? Yeah. So they had this gate sitting there, and I was driving up onto the grate to clear my tires off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's the only reason why. And uh, there was a big puddle to avoid, too. And so I was, I was trying my best to keep my tires somewhat clean, St- gunned it down the straightaway, spun in either gear. Yeah. One class, I was there for five days. I, 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 <laughs> I worked through, uh, um, oh my God, that race. That's right. So they had That was back when we had radio impound, so, you, so I was having glitching issues, and I couldn't figure it out, so I finally just went to uh, the hobby store and I bought a receiver. I asked them to give me my radio back, which I had to fight for. I'm like, I'm going to drive really far away to my hotel parking lot to see if I can get this thing worked out. Go to the parking lot, put everything in, I'm driving, and like I said, it had rained, right? Mm-hmm. I'm driving my truck, I drive into a giant, massive Oklahoma City parking lot puddle submerged my whole truck really killed my engine everything and uh i still uh i still ended up racing the main and breaking out of the main i was devastated at that one
0: yeah
1: (sighs) i had billy easton pitting across from me and uh that's the first time i ever really interacted with billy easton at all and uh, Mm -hmm. i watched him sit there and debate for 45 minutes what tires he was going to run on his gas truck (laughs) like he sat there and just kept moving the tires and doing and like sitting there and staring at him and hmm. then he would like move him again. And then he'd put him on and then he'd look at his truck and he was like, no. And then he undid him in the uh, 45 minutes. And then I think he went yeah. out and won or got second or something <laughs> like that. Crazy.
2: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: That was also the first time I ever met Cavalleri. I was on the stand uh, practicing and I ran him over with my gas truck and his gas truck. Cause he got like hung up or I don't know what happened, but anyways, I ran him over on accident and I was standing right next to him and I go, I go, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And he just sat there and went oh, and shook his head. I felt like such a squid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> felt like,
1: felt like I am. Yeah, I was a squid. <laughs> I'm a squid, whatever. Um, Oh, to answer your question real quick, cause we're almost done. Um, ExoTech F one car for me. If I had, if somebody gave me four hundred dollars and said that I had to spend it on an RC car, that's the one I would buy. That thing's like three hundred and forty bucks, mm. and it is very cool looking. Even though the axles, I guess you gotta, you gotta buy a different axle right away or something like that. But that's it's it's pretty awesome. Mm. Yeah, that's that's mine. Oh, uh, Steve, Steve RC, as you mentioned. Uh, some B6 parts going discontinued and some out of stock. How long are parts available when a new model comes out?
2: It just depends on the brand.
1: I guess it kind of depends. Yeah, I mean, associated stuff. I mean, they still have some B5 parts, but mainly the ones that are still used on on some other cars. Yeah, even that I don't know. But the, the B6 stuff you can we can still get. The the original B six, so I'd at least say you got a couple of years. Yeah, unless it's a complete overhaul, because like the B six one and the B six is what is it front end basically the same. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the whole front end just the kind of same de- towers kinda, are the same. I guess yeah. it kind of depends. Hmm. I I think lo- both and Associated are pretty good with with keeping parts on hand for at least a generation,
2: another generation. I think so too. Yeah.
1: Um. Matt Kessel wants to know, uh, when signing up for the spring off-road Trap uh, Off Road champs, but it says, uh, we aren't comfortable with people staying at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> Matt wants to know, if, if he's been staying there for the Techno Series, should he not be? No, you can absolutely stay there. It was just, there was a tiff we had this summer with uh, one of our guys having something disappear and trying to get it back, and the management sort of poo-pooed it. And then when I called up there to kind of f- figure it out, Uh, the management kind of treated me weird, I guess is the best way to put it. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. And, uh, and that's why I put that there as more as pretty much out of spite. So, um, nope, you could still, we're actually Omaha's crime is sort of very located in certain spots and we're, so we're not in a bad part of town. The Fairfield, unfortunately had somebody have their stuff stolen out of their car last year. That being said, don't ever leave your stuff in your car overnight. I mm-hmm. always take it in with me wherever I go when I travel. Um, yeah, it was it was a staff issue for this one. It's not like there's a meth lab or anything there. It's just I mean ma- yeah. I, I mainly wrote that out of spite, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> right? Yeah. How popular is our oval racing? Dirt oval racing is not bad. Uh, we get fifty to eighty entries. Um, carpet ovals, dead. Uh, you
0: know, yeah. Unfortunately. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Let's see. We're getting there. We're almost done. Any track changes to the techno series? Um, just I'm that middle jump is going to be a triple. And I've already made the back jump a little bit easier. So that's already been done. So there'll be one little change, nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, any word on the associated SR10 hitting the stores? No, I think, I think, I don't think it's necessarily delayed, but I, I don't, I doubt we'll see it until April. <laughs> rear motor buggy is still competitive.
2: Nobody really makes one anymore. Yeah,
1: it's hard to find one. I, I did take a rear motor 22 to hutch a couple years ago and one stock buggy with it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. No, I I won thirteen five. It was thirteen five buggy. Yeah, I was actually surprised by how well that thing actually handled. Still, and because it was super, it was super high grip down there. But you could see it, like you could see the difference in cars, like the 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 forward motor, you know, motor cars looking like they were always going forward. You know, Mm -hmm. the rear motor car really dug in. You could see the rear end just, just just grinding into the track because it had so much rear grip. Yeah. So it's, it's just a trick is finding one. I want to find a B five, a rear motor B five for our, uh, Enduro. I have one. You do?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, you want to make a trade? I got a B three. I'll think about it. Yeah, we'll think about it. Okay. Um, Doug Haining, uh, advice on selling used RC cars online. Um, be honest. That's the biggest thing. Be honest and don't put a stupid price on it.
2: Yeah. Don't ask too much and tell them everything that's wrong with it. Yeah, But
1: mainly, uh, don't put full retail like, (laughs) or I mean, I wonder if people do that because they're trying, they know that they're going to get an offer. And so they just put it like super duper like Donald Trump high and then, and then expect somebody to come in, you know, an offer them half or whatever, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. Um, but the main thing is be honest. So like I do a lot of eBay and I am every card that I've ever sold on eBay. I, I, I spend more time talking about what's wrong with it than what's right with it. So, what's a great solder jig to get for RC? What do you think? That, that cool track, that one up one or the track power one?
2: I have the Protec one. Oh. This one's cool. It's like spring loaded and carbon fiber. Oh, nice. Those, those pins like uh, hold your wires. Oh. or whatever and crimp the wires and there's all those holes in there so like you could put a a dean's plug or a, a xt60 plug in there and yeah. hold it and it will do whatever and then like these holes down here are for uh like pins or or bullet connectors you just like crimp crimp, crimp on the bullet there the clamp on it rather, and uh solder it that's the one i use um last question
1: Uh, independent means no chassis sponsor or no sponsor at all. Just making sure because every track seems different. So at our track, when I say independent, I mean no sponsors period. If you're sponsored by Bob's backyard shock pistons, uh, you have to run expert. That's been our rule. I will say I, at the, uh, at the J concepts race, as far as I know, everybody that was in the independent was not sponsored by anybody. And I definitely know for a fact, the top three guys were definitely not sponsored by anybody. So um, if somebody sneaks under the radar and, and, and I find out later, you know, I mean, again, I'm kind of tired of the whole adversarial relationship with people. So it's not like I'm going to chase them down and, you know, be a jerk to them or anything. But um, it seems like most of the time uh, we're pretty honest about that at the Plex. So
2: yeah. Cheaters are going to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
1: <laughs> most of the time I think you'll find that sportsmen, if, if the class is labeled sportsmen, um, our tracks different there, I still say no sponsors, but, uh, um, uh, at other places, if it's, if it's sportsman, you're not supposed to have a chassis sponsor, mm-hmm. but at our track, it's independent. If it's sportsmen sportsman and independent to me are the same thing. So, yeah. okay. Uh, we better go. Um, uh, big thanks to, uh, pivot lending at, uh, pivotlending.com. And, uh, Pivot Lending Group, Um, as always, uh, mention our show, get a hold of them, Don Zoller or uh, Aiden Olsen's dad, and uh, mention our show, $500 lender credit or .125 uh, off your interest rate, and uh, if you get a deal done, um, they've been with us for over a year now. That's awesome. And of course, um, that's it. So, uh, thanks, Will Britton.
2: Oh yeah, no problem. You know me, Mr.
1: Helpful. Spending another two hours. Uh, of your Monday night, which I'm sure you're super happy about.
2: <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I don't mind.
1: <laughs> it's it's worth it. Totally. Okay, so you're racing this weekend? You gonna be here? Yeah, i was planning on it. Nice. Triple scoop, right? Okay. Yep. Triple scoop. If Emerson's racing, he'll be here. If he's not racing, I might borrow his car. So Okay. We'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, but, uh, I. Uh, I have my, I'm working on my four wheel oh, nice. it's all still taken apart my parts just got here for last week sometime so. okay.
1: after hours this Thursday we'll be on I'm not sure what I'll be doing I got so many projects it's not even funny um, I am working on a, a TA07RR build video which I hope to have done probably Wednesday or Thursday so we'll see what happens that's it for now. I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in, and I think we were up to like 37 people on YouTube tonight. Ooh. I think that's the most we've ever had. So we're going viral. Yeah, we're going viral. We're doing it. Uh, okay, I'll uh, I'll see you later.
2: Yeah, see ya. Bye.